When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. If it's feeling hot in here, it's not just you. It's because there's a new version of a Stephen King adaptation opening this weekend, Firestarter. Twisted Firestarter. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of the new version of Firestarter, but also the old version of Firestarter, because to be honest, before last night, I had not seen either one, so I went and saw the new one, and I had some thoughts on it, and I was like, well, I wonder how this compares to the other one. So I'm going to review the new one first on its own terms, then I'm going to look at the older one, and then maybe make a bit of a recommendation just on my thoughts and my takeaways from each one. So let's start first of all with the new version of Firestarter. It was directed by Keith Thomas with a screenplay by Scott Teams, who was also a co-writer on Halloween Kills, a movie that I did not particularly care for. Evil dies tonight! Evil dies tonight! All right, everybody! Of course, it is an adaptation of a Stephen King novel already made into a movie in 1984, starring Drew Barrymore. This version is from Blumhouse, which has a pretty good track record, but not a flawless track record in the horror genre. The new Firestarter stars Ryan Kira Armstrong as Charlie, a young girl with telekinetic abilities that mostly manifest as an ability to set things on fire when she's very, very angry. Her parents are played by Zac Efron and Hellstrom's Sidney Lemon, and they also have special abilities and are hiding Charlie from the lab that experimented on both of them as college students for fear that she'll be locked up as a science experiment. Gloria Rubin co-stars as the official leading the search for Charlie, with Michael Grayeyes as gifted assassin Rainbird and Kurtwood Smith in a disappointing one scene as the former head of the lab. The baby cries, and a teddy bear bursts into flames. This is a bit of a relic from 2021 in that Firestarter is playing in theaters, but also streaming on Peacock day and date, so you can find it in either place. But no matter where you choose to see it, I don't really know how much you're going to find there to like. Firestarter plods along with the urgency of a pretty transparent cash grab reboot, and nobody either in front of or behind the camera really seems that excited to be there. The movie just sort of goes from uninspired scene to uninspired scene, with the actors never really playing any other beat than grave resignation. It's serious stuff, Charlie. That's why mom wanted to teach you, to help you understand how to use it. As Charlie, I think that Armstrong gives a fine performance with what she's given, which is basically to look scared and then scream fire at someone every 10 or 15 minutes. But this underwhelming movie really can't be laid at her feet. And while I was watching this, I was just sitting there thinking, why was this movie made? I'm not necessarily against remakes, but they should really be for a reason. You should feel like there's some driving passion or desire to make this new movie, something new that you're going to bring to it. But there's nothing really new at all in this movie. 
the story as it is is pretty much an uninspired mishmash of stuff you've seen in other movies. And look, I get it. Stranger Things took a lot of inspiration from Stephen King, and you can't necessarily blame adaptations of Stephen King novels for that. However, I do think that you should make some effort to at least make your movie distinct. It may not be your fault that Stranger Things exists, but you have to at least acknowledge that it does. With Firestarter, you get the same stuff that we've seen, not only in Stranger Things, but in the Stranger Things knockoffs, the troubled little girl with psychic powers, the mysterious lab and its fake benevolent head, even the 80s bullies who are still written as 80s bullies. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Let's go. There is one thing, though, that I want to give a warning about that I really wish wasn't in there, and that's the fact that this movie has an extended scene of animal cruelty in it. It's something that I've always been somewhat sensitive to, but Mara, my partner, and I've mentioned this before, is very sensitive to scenes like this in movies, and there's a scene in this film that literally left her crying for several minutes afterward. In the absence of Kleenex or napkins, she ended up having to blow her nose into an extra sock that she brought in case her feet got cold, and even though she's sensitive to these kinds of things in movies it's not very often that something like this really upsets her as much as it does and to kind of add insult to injury it doesn't also really add anything to the movie it sets up something later on i don't think the payoff really is worth what it puts you through as an audience i honestly think it's in the movie to get some kind of reaction out of an audience that if they're anything like me have been sitting there for 30 minutes pretty much wondering when the hell something interesting is going to happen the movie cinematography by kareem hussein is straight out of the david fincher school very dim and smoky for no reason i guess charlie was always setting little fires just outside of the camera sight in every single room. There is one thing that is a standout and was by far my favorite thing about the movie, which is the movie's score, which is from horror legend John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. And I will be listening to the music from this movie long after the memory of the actual movie has faded. Aside from that, though, there's really not much to recommend for this version of Firestarter. The best I can say is that it's mostly there, providing some mild diversion from time to time. But I really couldn't ask you, even if you have Peacock, I just don't even know if it's worth the time investment to sit and see it. There's just so many other things on that streaming service or really any other streaming service that your 90 minutes would be much better spent watching. So let's turn now to the 1984 version of Firestarter, which I also watched for the first time tonight. Is that version any better than the remake that we got this weekend? The original Firestarter movie stars Drew Barrymore as Charlie, and I think the decision to make the character younger made her a lot more vulnerable, in my opinion, and more menacing when she unleashes her true power. You do get a bit of a downgrade when it comes to Charlie's father. I didn't really mind Zac Efron in the new movie, but David Keith is a little too hammy in the role for my taste, but you get a lot of heavy hitters on the villain side of the story, including Martin Sheen as the head of the shop, which is the secret organization trying to capture Charlie, and George C. Scott, granted in a less than ideal casting choice, as John Rainbird. One thing I did find in this version is that the basic premise is a lot clearer. Charlie's parents develop special abilities after they're experimented on by the shop, and then they pass those abilities on to Charlie when she's born. In the new version, for whatever reason, reason, they decide to establish that Charlie's parents already had special abilities and then were experimented on by the shop, which gave them, I guess, double abilities and then passed them on to Charlie. It's a lot messier for really no intelligible reason. 
Charlie's mom gets a much smaller role in the original film. Heather Locklear is barely in the movie. Sidney Lemon at least gets a little bit more to do in the new version. The new version is also structured differently. There's more setup in that version, whereas this movie, the 1984 Firestarter, pretty much starts with Charlie and her dad already on the run, and the important details are filled in via flashback. I think I prefer the way that the 1984 version did it just a little bit more because the movie starts off a little bit more exciting and it's really not that much that you have to learn that the flashbacks seem too unwieldy. I think the main advantage that the 1984 version of Firestarter has over the 2022 version is the actual fire starting, Charlie's abilities. In the 84 version, we get two big scenes of Charlie pretty much wreaking unholy havoc on everything around her, and the 2022 version is much more constrained, with her powers having a far smaller scope, which kind of left me to wonder what the big deal is. She's sort of a low-grade mutant in the new version, and given all of the technological advances, I have to think that it was a function of budget. They just didn't really have the money to even go half as big as they did back in 1984, which again begs the question, why make the movie at all if you're going to scale everything back for no real reason? But both versions of this movie are deeply flawed. The 1984 version, I think, has a more interesting beginning and ending than this current version. However, the middle of this movie, and it is very long, is deadly, with Charlie and her dad being held captive at the shop. It's a beat that the new version pretty much skips, but doesn't really replace with anything interesting. I also liked Art Carney and Louise Fletcher as Irv and Norma May two kindly farmers that Charlie and her dad meet on the run in the 1984 version. The equivalent 2022 version doesn't really have much consequence for the story. The set piece didn't really impress me that much, and I just didn't really think that it was that interesting of a turn of events. Both movies have their cheesy moments, the 84 one largely due to the constraints on special effects at the time, but the 2022 version has the worst written moment of both films, and it's a moment that I still don't know if we're supposed to take seriously. No, no, please, please. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Whether it's supposed to be serious or a joke, that's dumb. So which version of Firestarter is better? Well, I, I think the 1984 version has more life with more fully developed characters than the new one, which is a pretty uniform shade of bleh. I honestly wouldn't recommend either movie, but I think that I would watch the original before I'd watch the new version again. I will say that the 1984 version has no animal cruelty. As a matter of fact, Charlie goes out of her way to free some horses so they won't get burned alive. So it has that going for it. No animal burning. If you're a fan of the 1984 version looking for a slick upgrade in 2022, I don't think that's what you're going to find in the new movie. And if you've seen neither movie and you're looking for a satisfying Stephen King adaptation, I would say avoid both versions of this movie altogether and find something different. If I may suggest something... I would recommend checking out 2019's Dr. Sleep, which is a Stephen King adaptation, is able to please the fans of both the book and the movie The Shining, which is no small feat, and has a three-hour director's cut available that actually makes it a better film. So if you're looking to scratch that Stephen King itch cinematically, I don't think that either version of Firestarter is going to do that. The 1984 one is too dull in the middle, the new one is just too dull, period, and neither film even comes close to the heights that we've seen of adaptations of Stephen King's work in the past. I hoped this would have gone better.
So those are my thoughts on both the new and old version of Firestarter. Are you planning to watch either this weekend, or do you think you're just going to spend your time doing something else? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, if you want to see what else I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash danmerle. And don't forget that everything I do here on YouTube is also available in podcast form on my podcast channel. You can find the links down in the description below. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great weekend. If you come up on any telekinetic little girls, don't forget, stop, drop, and roll, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Happily Ever After is waiting for you in the Chrysler Pacifica and Pacifica Plug-In Hybrid. With available all-wheel drive, Pacifica helps handle adverse conditions like magic. And with a plug-in hybrid, it can help your range anxiety disappear. Make your drive even more enchanted in the Chrysler Pacifica. And watch Disney's Disenchanted, now streaming only on Disney Plus, rated PG. Disney Plus subscription required. Must be 18 plus to subscribe. EPA estimated 520 mile total range with a fully charged battery. Actual mileage may vary. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.